This is Church of Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We hear each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. A lot of things going on. A lot of things just, I don't know. I've never seen nothing like this. You know, and I'm wondering how you feel about this. The Kenoan audience. How do you feel? How do you feel? Well, you know, he drug his feet when he first heard about the pandemic, uh, the possible worldwide pandemic. Said that uh, he didn't want to spook y'all. Uh, you know, he didn't want you to go crazy and do something terrible, but but just ease it in, and, and if you you stick around for a while, it'll go away. Just, uh, COVID will just heal itself. My, my, my. You're talking about the chickens coming home to roofs. There. The chicken has come home to roost right there in the White House. You know, there's nowhere you can go and hide from God. God is still in this thing. Believe me, people. God is still in control. Now he's got it. Wondering what's wrong. Wondering. Oh, he wasn't going to wear any face masks. He's He's tough. You know, those John Wayne pictures must have really, really struck his heart, really touched him. Yeah, he's, he's so macho. Oh, my God. He's not going to wear no mask. And every time I see old Biden, he got one too big for me to recognize who he is and all of that. Isn't it sad? Doesn't he know anybody can catch that mess? It's sad. It's a sad situation. What do you think about this? Will this help his campaign for president? Will enough people feel sorry for him to vote him into office? Or will he be voted out and run out of Washington? What will they do? Will they try to double back to Pence or something like that? What do you think is going to happen November 3rd? November the 3rd. What do you think is going to happen? He's got the coronavirus. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think we'll ever really hear the truth about what went on, how it happened, and why it's happening, and how he's doing physically? You think we'll ever know the truth? I wonder. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Tell me, will we know the truth? Will we? GP, general public, everyday people, will we know the truth about this thing? Is this thing about to be a fiasco? 
something terrible for this country. Well, it already has been that with him as president. But how do y'all feel? Are you anxious to vote? Are y'all going to vote him in, vote him out, run him off? What? 972-647-1893. All righty, Jason, who do we have on the line? Let's start things off with Beverly. Beverly. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm fabulous. You know what? You are so right. I was saying the same thing. The chicken has come to roost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? It's sad. It is so sad. It, you know, my sixth grade teacher, Miss Fields at Lisbon, mm-hmm. she made a statement in the classroom saying, she, well, she told us a little story about this little boy sitting on the train riding with his people. And everybody was saying how, oh, he's respectful and, and all of this and that until he opened up his mouth. Mm-hmm. You never know how ignorant a person is until they open up their mouth. Yeah? You and heard that? Where was that? Tuesday night? Huh? You, you heard some of that Tuesday night, how ignorant okay. some people can be. I fell asleep on it. I got tired of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, this is all of them. I've been having a little chat with somebody on Faceline, and I told him he was incompetent just like Trump. He finally broke out that he was he was voting for him. I said, I already knew that. That's why you come here defending it. And I mm-hmm. told him it doesn't take any money to be a decent human being. Mm-hmm. You know, and he wants mm-hmm. to throw his Jesus on me. I told him his Jesus is not my Jesus. <laughs> my Jesus is black. Y'all, y'all don't share the same Jesus. <laughs> no, we do not. All right. He's God either. All right. Thank God means government of democracy. Mm-hmm. He told me one day, he wrote out there to me one day, you know, you turn God around and spill a dollar. I said, that's right. And that's why I, I said, you're right. And that's why I don't connect me with the well, dollar. I connect me with the most high. Well, he said the God of the dollar. That's you know the God what? he's there. They are, they are uh, wolves and sheep skins. Yeah. I told him about um, God and, and Satan up there, Lucifer. I said, he kicked him out and we're defiled to on the ground. This is where you all are. Where you get that in two Corinthians? I don't know where I got it, but I got it because I remember <laughs> that Bible. Oh, have mercy! They uh. are they are wolves and sheep skins, people. And I told him you 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 can do this man's law, but you can't change the universe law. No, you're right about that. Oh, you you're right. Man's law, but when it, and you know what? The Most High is in this. Mm-hmm. Well, see the thing about it. This man is willing to do anything to remain president. You know what? They, they, they are doing everything they can to steal the election. I don't know how many people might end up dead behind this election, him getting back into office. But you can tell. Well, now they will do anything. Now they're talking about, I think it's the 25th uh, Amendment. There, uh, well, it's not Amendment, it's the 25th something. And it takes them out when they're not capable of doing the job. And it mm-hmm. comes back to the, the vice president. Okay, well, we have Nancy Pelosi, and I said that would go be your first female, uh, your first female president, because neither one of them are competent. Well, I'd rather have Nancy Pelosi. I know you're right. Than they, than they have Pence, right. my any day of the week. Uh, okay. But what we got happening here... 
uh, we need to watch what's really behind this. Yes, we do. See, see, Trump is showing exposing the symptoms yes, I said that he's of a deep-rooted problem in America. He's just he's just exposing the symptoms. Exactly. He's the pain. He's the sore. You see him. You feel him. But there's a deep-rooted, deep-lying problem in America that's so evil and treacherous that's called bigotry and hatred in America that's that that's where the real problem and that's where I think God is going is to uproot the evil in America. You know what I used to pray all the time, Pastor Barnett? Yes. And mm-hmm. I left it there because I don't continue to pray the same thing. When I pray, I expect for it to work. That's my petition. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I used to pray all the time. Show these people uh, that you are in control. Mm-hmm. They have no control. I don't put men on a pedestal. Yeah. I do not do that. Yeah. That's right. You know something else I thought about? Mm-hmm. I was laying here this morning waiting for you guys to come out. I thought about they disrespect women, and not just black women, white women. White mm-hmm. women had to protest the, to vote. They had to ban bras. I remember all of this. But let me say this to women. Be careful. White women did protest. White women did have this big march and all of this. But white, fo- white women also voted. 53% of all white women voted for Trump. Didn't I tell you the bedroom talk? Yeah. All right, then. Have a good one. Okay, have a good one. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? Up next is Bill. Bill? All righty. G- good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. How are you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? Okay, okay. Good, good. Yes, mm-hmm. I, on your on your uh, question there, I, you know, I, I just, you know, the chicken did come home to roost. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I'm not happy with anybody. Uh, it doesn't make me happy. Neither am I. That he got, that mm-hmm. he got, he got this. What yeah. makes me, what it does make me sad. It you know, it comes to this. He's so stiff-necked. Him and his, his followers remind me of the story of Pharaoh. You know, the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. You know, he's so stiff-necked. You know, God. Uh, are you are you driving us something because I? I really okay. can't understand the words you're saying. Oh, okay, let me get off of this Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, is that better? Yeah, a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. And, you know, it, it's like the, you know, it doesn't make me happy, but it does, it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Because of all the people that have died because of this virus, because he was so stiff-necked, mm-hmm. that he wouldn't, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't commit the whole country to it. And him and his followers are stiff-necked, you know, Mm-hmm. I saw pictures on CNN last night, mm-hmm. and, you know, his, they were out front of the White House, you know, they waving their flags, their Trump flags and whatnot, and not a single one has a mask on, maybe one or two. They're all, no social distancing. It's like, mm-hmm. they, you know, the, the man that they, they're, they're uh, you know, uh, they're man, you know, they're plotting or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, it got COVID-19, and you're out there without a mask, you know, you still don't believe it. Yeah. Or, you know, you believe it, but you refuse. You think you're you're not you're not going to get it. But, but do just, you know what's really driving this man? His super ego. That super ego. He he did part? not want uh, what's his name Fauci. Oh. He didn't want right. nobody to uproot his publicity. He didn't want nobody to seem smarter than him when 
most everybody right. is smarter than he is. Okay, but most definitely. what do you think about the underlying problem here in America? Are you, t- are you talking about the racism? Yeah. What no. th- the, the underlying problem here is bigotry and racism. It bigotry, is. Racism and bigotry, yes. yes. It's the yes, underlying yes. problem yes. here. And he brought it all out. And he, and like he, he's, him to bring he, out and he just like a, show us. Uh-huh, a sore. That sore start hurting and it start bleeding. And right. you, you put your tape over the uh, scalp and everything. But right. the real sore is, in, is, is up under there. And there's something oh, yeah. deeply underlying in America that God is going to deal with. And right. they better watch and it. The, the racism, it shows you that, that most of the people that are not wearing masks, that are not social distancing, are white people. Mm-hmm. You know? And, mm-hmm. and, and his rallies and whatnot. And, it goes and, and the sad that, part about but, it is young white people. Youngsters. Oh, yes. Young. Youngsters. Young people. All, we're not going to get it. You know, it's just... It's, it's a disease of, of the black and brown people. That's what they think. Yeah. That's how they think. Mm-hmm. And, but and the young. I mean, and the elderly. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Thank well, you. see, uh, thank you. You see what's happening here. I keep saying it's something so deep-rooted and sinister in America that we are going to have to deal with it or allow it to destroy us. Deal or be destroyed. One of the two is going to happen here in America. It's coming. It's coming. And uh, Yahweh is stirring up mess and yeah, that's racist talk. Somebody better address this. Somebody better address it and address it head on. Address it firmly. Be very cognizant of the situation because it's deep-rooted in America. There are those who smile in your face and pretend to be your friend and everything, but it's so deep-rooted in America, they cannot escape this evil, the sinister evil. 972-647-1893, who do we have? We have a call from Joe. Joe? All righty. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you? Reverend Barnett, you, you spoke <laughs> everything from me. You hit it uh, right on the head. Mm-hmm. And uh, this man had just become a victim of his own doing. Oh, yeah. Put it like that, you know. And uh, God is in control, and he'll let you get so far, and he knows exactly when to bring you down. And this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. But this is something we got to watch real closely. But I think... Uh, I think we know who's in charge. You've already said that. Oh, you know who's in charge. But he he, he do things his way. And I hate to see, I don't hate it, but I hate to see him get involved. Because when he starts changing things, he drastically changes everything. And uh, he make you pay yes, for, for doing evil. He'll yes, make you he pay. Does. Oh, Lord, can't nobody make you pay like God. Boy, you uh, got that right. He'll make you pay. Okay, we're going to uh, mm-hmm. We're going to watch this one real close, and I'm going to uh, get off the line and let somebody else have a chance. But uh, you hit the nail right on the head when you 
pay attention to us in this morning. All right. Uh, thank you. Take thank care, you man. for your call. It clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Bobby. All righty. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning. Yeah. He's been crying wolf for three years, and he's trying to run it like the Empire. Would you say that again? I didn't. I didn't catch it. He's been, he's been crying like wolf for three years. He wants to be an Empire. He like wants. To, he wants to be an Empire. Like a dictatorship. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well. He, he might have, could have gotten a banana republic somewhere. I don't know. But when you're talking about a nation that was blessed by God, God even used his own chosen people to come build this nation. And all that blessings that America have to come and desecrate and go in the opposite direction that God wants us to go, it, 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 it will suffer punishment and destruction like never before is going to. We just don't seem to realize it. And you, it's because not of just Donald Trump. John, Donald Trump is just a symptom of the wrong and the evil that underlies here in America. He, without without people voting for him, he wouldn't be anybody. He'd be just another stupid, stupid man out there acting a fool. Oh, but so many behind him that had the same mentality. Now we see what what will happen in America. And they seem to be taking God out of the situation. Oh, yes. God. Oh, God. Oh, my. But here's what, they can't take him out of the situation. He has gotten in the middle of the situation. That's when it gets rough. When God plays ball with us, he plays hardball. He don't play slow pitch, okay? All righty. I'm up against a short breaking. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. second segment, let me explain something in the second segment. Let me remind people. We have a vote coming up for the Dallas Independent School District. Uh, uh, a bond vote that needs to be turned down. Needs to be turned down. We get nothing in it for us until we turn one down. And from that point on, they will respect us and give us what we need in the bond package. I'm not asking for something extravagant. Asking for our basic needs. Which is going down there and voting for these bonds blindly saying you're helping the children. They'll tell you you're helping the children. You're not helping your children. Let me tell you something. You're not helping your children. They're getting farther behind, then you get down, way down the road, and start crying. Well, why don't we? Well, it's the way you vote. Vote against that bond package. 
vote against it. Don't vote for that bond package. It's something that needs to be voted down. Believe me, people, do not vote for that bond package. It's something that uh, you have to have and you got to do to exercise your strength, your common sense, your common sense. And see, when you do, when you vote certain ways, you see, the powers that be watches how we vote and vote certain ways, then they laugh because they say they don't even have sense enough to vote in their own interest. They say these things. They do these things. Believe me, people, we need to vote like we got. We have just common sense. Common sense. Common sense. Common sense. Let's vote not in the interest of others and against ourselves. Let us not do this. Let us not do this. Let us not do this. 972-647-1893 is the number to call to make sure you got it right. Do not vote for the next bond package of the Dallas Independent School District. Let us not do this. People, it's not in our interest. We are being betrayed. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. There are several other things I really want to hit on this morning. But this hit the other night around close to midnight when this guy got exposed and went tweeted it on there. It's just something. This is something to deal with, something that needs to be dealt with. It's this deep-rooted, deep-rooted situation in America. This deep-rooted situation. Nobody wants to, everybody wants to bounce around it and talk about it. Well, be specific, preacher. Well, I will. Take police brutality. We need more training. We know, you know, the training is not the thing. When a, a, a person has grown up all their lives, hate learning to hate black people. And make you seem like you are a thing rather than a human being. They've been taught that all their lives. And you think some crash course to wear a uniform is going to cure that. No, that's not going to cure it. That's systemic in America. It's systemic. Racism. The police are only bringing out what you, the average everyday American, have in them. They're, bringing it, they're just bringing it out. They're acting it out. And they have the law on their side. This is why they're murdering people. This is why. Let's deal with the real problem in America. White preachers, call it like it is. If you're not, you're perpetuating the problem. You built it. One of the great pillars of racism, slavery, hatred, bigotry was the white church. And it's up to you to help straighten it out also. Black church... You're going to have to preach it too. 
Teach it. Teach the realities of the Bible. Stop ducking, talking about, I, I just want to hear something about you. Jesus told you to occupy until he come. And you're too senseless to do it. All righty, Jason, who's on that? We have Ike on the line. All righty. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Ram Barnett. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Uh, you hit yeah. me this morning, and I wanted to kind of touch on this, mm-hmm. this bond package, you know. I think people need to understand what's going on. You know, we talk about the Bible, the churches, and how through the scriptures black people have been misled because you're going to control the people. you got to control their mind. So when we start talking about education, this is all about controlling people's mind, educating mm-hmm. people the way that you want them to be educated or the powers to be. They want you to be educated in a certain way. So when we talk about this bond package, I want people to first to understand the people who are pushing this bond package are not on your side. When you got mm-hmm. charter school people pushing the DISD bonds and they want to control DISD, they really want to do away with it and have mm-hmm. the funds come to the charter school industry. Charter school is an industry. They say it's public school, but it's a private industry, and it's larger than people think it is. Now, when we look at, you know, last week I talked about the charter school they want to put over there in Powell, Queens. When you look at the people behind these charter schools, when uh, George Foreman and myself went down to the city council to try to stop that campus from coming in on 35 and Camp Wilson, you got people like Peter Boxy, Todd Williams, these people that's controlling your um, major things in your city. Peter Boxy, people, is the man that bought Redbird Mall and then tore down half the mall building apartments. You're not getting big box stores, you're getting apartments. These people are tied in to kill charter schools. And when people start understanding what's going on and understand that more than half of that board down there, that board of trustees, most of them work for charter school people. Uh, they tied in it directly or indirectly. And I mean, everybody, that only person I know that's not directly tied into it is school board trustees, George Farmer. I'm not saying the rest of them are, but most of them are. They don't sit on boards, they get money from their campaigns. They want this bond to pay. And the, the southern sector, you know, they tell you all these new schools they're going to build. Mm-hmm. South Oak Cliff, Roosevelt, Carter, Kimball, they're not going to get any of this money because they done got a pay for them. The new schools are not coming south. They're going north. And we need to really understand what's going on and where the money is being spent. Yeah. To put a, a DISD school, I'm going to say this, they want to put a middle school not a high school, but a middle school up there at Powell Queen, and they want DISD to do it. We don't need our little old 11 and 12-year-old girls and boys on that college campus with these adults. That's why we have elementary, middle, and high school uh, uh, grades. That's why we had enough sense to separate these kids by age bracket. So mm-hmm. pray for me, and I'm going to fight this bond package. 
Yeah. And I don't care. We got too many bags. Well, here's what. Here's what. Dallas is the test case for the nation. The person that's behind all of this finished from Hill, Hillcrest High School. He lives in Houston now. He's a billionaire. And when they are, they want to take over public schools all over America. This is an American phenomenon that they're trying to bring forth. Because if you control all the public schools in America, you control billions and billions of dollars. Secondly, you control the education and the mind of black people. Study history used to be against the law for us to learn to read and write. And they're trying to get us back to a point where we can be controlled. And once we are controlled to read and write, then after a lack of education, the next thing, only thing, only thing we have as an alternative is prisons and the grave. We have to understand what's the underlying thing here. Uh, sometimes our people are so naive, they don't understand really what's happening and can't see things coming far enough down the road to see really what's happening. It's happening here, people. They kill several birds with one stone to make sure, to make sure that we never rise as we should. And, right. and we keep falling for their tricks every time. Yeah. Right, I'm going to say this and I'm going to let somebody else talk. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> People need to call uh, the school board trustee uh, that's back at uh, Holland Hill uh, District, and that's Matthew Johnson, and ask him, why would you put uh, junior high or middle school, however you want to define it, why would you put that on that college campus? And I also asked him, when he went and met with the people to let them know that he didn't want that charter school at Powell Quinn, why did he take George Foreman with him? Why did he isolate her out of it? Because he's the most experienced person in Dallas on fighting charter schools. Mm -hmm. Y'all have a great day. All right. That clears the line, 972-647. One eight nine three nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We have a lot of things just going on in all directions. I'm I'm looking at something here to pick out to really talk about to really going on voting. I gotta hit on voting. I gotta hit voting. How important is it to for you to vote? Is this election coming November 3rd? Is this election any especially uh, important to you than any other presidential election? Or do you believe it's just like all the rest? Do you think this is a special, a special election coming November 3rd? Is this something that could really affect our lives, this particular vote. 972-647-1893. This could affect our vote. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Will it affect our, our, our living standards? Will it affect our living I wonder, I wonder about this. 
Why is it that we are, are, are seemingly passive about certain elections? Do you believe this one is one of the big ones or the biggest one of all time in the saving grace of America? What do you feel? 972-647-1893. All right, Jason, who do we have? We have a call from Gene. All righty. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, and how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, I have a question. Mm-hmm. We know that governor came in and changed where you could drop off your ballot. Mm-hmm. What can we do about that? Well, you can go to fight. And what are our politicians doing? This is a fight they need to be leading on. You're talking about one ballot box in a county? Do you realize how many people in Harris County? Dallas County? Tarrant County? Bear County? Travis County? I mean, these counties are huge. And you've got one polling box, one box where you drop your ballot off. Don't you know that's voter uh, 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 suppression. Right. Don't I we see? That. Yeah, don't we see what's happening here? I mean, your vote, your your governor, and your president, and all of these Republicans are overt with their oppression uh, in your face. We, if, if you don't be careful, we're gonna steal this election. We're gonna take it away from you. And they know the people that will vote uh, by mail, most of them will be Democrats. Republicans will go to the polls more. This is why uh, Trump wanted to kill this off. He was getting us ready when he said that he's going to maybe not step down because this is how you steal the election by not having certain things and by not having this and in having these elections uh-uh, it's trying to steal it no it's not he's trying to steal it so here we are where are where, where are your politicians should we approach them with maybe couldn't we sign petitions or yeah you should but you shouldn't have to they should be an outcry of state politicians, county politicians, city politicians, federal politicians ought to be screaming and hollering about what this clown doing here in Texas. It's national news. Yeah, what he's doing. You realize how many people in Harris County? Houston? Yes, I do. That is I the. I heard anything from there of them complaining about that. You haven't heard anything from Houston? No. Now maybe I missed it, but I've been trying to listen very closely. So maybe we could sue uh, the Democratic Party. Maybe could put in a suit or petition or something. I think it's all well, right thirty days before election, and then he comes out with something like that. Well, you, you, we have to vote heavily during off-year elections too. Because those judges you'll go before 
more than likely would be a Republican judge that was elected during an off year, a year that we fe- uh, uh, we felt like it was not. Uh, you know, it's no big deal. You don't have to go to the polls for this. When you ought to go to the polls every time the polls open. Because every one of those rascals that get elected can affect your life. Right. And, and see? Also, you just can't walk off the street and be a poll watcher, can you? Yeah. I'm hearing that. Yeah. I thought you had to be certified or go through well, some type you of You have to come out the street somewhere. Come out the street somewhere. You probably couldn't be any do any more harm than some of this mess we getting. Well, I hear the president saying, tell him to stand back and be ready or something, some kind of. Oh, he'll say anything. That oh, man might uh, don't take nothing he say to heart because more than likely he's lying anyway. It's a sad situation that we believe in this man and believe in any of the lies that he tells. I'm up against a short break, and I thank you for your call and comment. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Be right back. All right, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. Who do we have? This is a call from David. All righty. Good morning, David. How you do, Brother Barnett? Fine, how are you? Oh, I got peace of mind, just like I always been had for the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. But the executive order number 1101 says for the government to take over all education, welfare functions, and health functions. These orders was put into place in 1960 by the Kennedy Board. And he got killed because he wanted to do his thing. But in 2020, the government has taken over all of the of education, welfare function, and health function. You said this was done in the 60s or yeah, 1960? Yeah, well, this, this, these orders was put in along with that federal arrest in 1960 by the Kennedy boys. The Kennedys and wasn't in power in '60. In 1960, okay. 62. It, this was February the 14th, 1962. Okay, that that's it, possible. It, 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 but he didn't he didn't become president until January 20th, 1961. Yeah, see, this is when they put this in. I'm sitting here reading it off. off the, I've been had this almost 40 years about this, and it's just come into existence. Don't mm-hmm. so many people know about these 12 executive orders and the Federal Register. That's what I... Because this is your last time that you vote for president of the United States. This 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 will be the last time that you vote, period, for anything. You can go up under complete federal control. Mark my word on this. <laughs> and that's what we're going to go under. That's why there's so much un- unrest right now is that most people don't know what the world is going on. But that's what we finna go to. You finna go to the New World Order. You've been talking about it for years, mm-hmm. but now it's finna come into existence. So you believe that uh, there will be no, no more voting after this uh, November 3rd election? Yeah, I, I don't believe it. I know this for a fact. 
Who, who will be leading? You will be leading America then. I, I I only read books in Protocol Number Twelve and the Protocol of Learn Elder Zion. It says that that no more voting, no more Democrat and Republican Party. You only have one party, the Federal Party. What this nation started off with. This nation didn't start off with no Democrat, Republican Party and all the parties that you have now, you started off with the federal party. And that's what we're going back. Trump keep telling you that over and over and over, but you ain't listening to what he said because you hate him so. I listen to every word that he says. See, I don't hate nobody. I don't disagree because I don't love nobody. So you first got to love who you can hate. I, I'm just a researcher. That's all I do is research. I've been doing this for the last 50 years. And I got all the documentation and books that I need to have for that. Now mm-hmm. I tell you where it where it's at, and you can read it for yourself. I gave you a protocol of learning other values of what these people was gonna do. Mm-hmm. We are under world government. World government is Zionism. That's the number one world government. That's what we up under right now as we speak. But the people don't who, realize. Who were the who were the Zionists? Who was what? Who was the Zionist? Who are Zionist. these people that the Zionist, that, that was control off, the control Zionist? You know, they started they started off as the Rothschild family, and it became a movement. No. Uh-uh. And now it's, it's it's a world movement. It, it ain't Rothschild family now, no more. I know it ain't never been. It, it, here's yeah, what see, here's the problem. It, see. Zionism is, you're right, it is in the Bible, but nobody here in America, uh, except for one group of people, should be controlling Zion. Well, they control the world right now. Well. (laughs) They started off in 1489 as a... And you read Revelations 2-9, Revelations 3-9 you'll find yeah, that, that, that that particular movement will be destroyed. Well, go, go there and read. Go, 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 go there and, and call me back next uh, Saturday morning. You're going to say, you know, you were right about that. No, Revelation, Revelation 13, verses 11 and 17. <laughs> you need to read what that's No, no, I'm reading the right one. Just go read yeah, yeah, see, see, 2939. See, both of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. have no problem going through the Bible with, with what they have already done because mm-hmm. I got it all in scripts. They they wrote they. You'll they, find they, out what this uh, this pseudo Zionism is all about. All right. Yeah, Zionism is the world government as we speak. The second world government is mm-hmm. communism, then socialism, and then favorism and republic form of government is nowhere in sight. I have a list of of all of that stuff. I, I don't talk nothing that I don't have documentation. All right, go. I got. I have yes, the greatest documentation see, in the have, world. We have uh, to be back in the Bible. See, we have to be watchmen. Yeah. So we're going to watch and see what's what, 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 going to happen. This man's appointed president. You can't take vote out nothing that's appointed. They're going to appoint the president from... Well, that's what he's trying to work toward. Yes, uh-huh. no, they go already. No, he's he's trying to work toward it now. I don't know if this sickness is going to 
uh, causing any new problems, but he's been trying to work to have the Supreme Court. This is why he want to rush this woman on. So had Barrett want her on there because he wants to be appointed president. All righty. Thank you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893-972-647-1893. One what do you think? A pandemic has a problem. President with this sickness has a problem. But it's not the first time we've had a problem like this. We had it in the 20th century. Roosevelt was crippled by polio. We had that. It was a national pandemic, international pandemic, polio. And the president got that pandemic. Then also comes Trump. COVID-19. Trump gets the pandemic. Is God trying to tell America something? Is he telling us something? Is he warning us about that? Come on, you theologians. Come on, people. Well, this church information is open for them. Well, we, we just discuss a little Bible this morning. I want to discuss the Bible with you this morning. See if you are keeping up. Because you're not using the Bible like you should, as much as you should. Because when you get up in the morning, you ought to have a newspaper in one hand, the questions in one hand, and the Bible in the other. The answers in the other hand. Why? Come on, biblical scholars. Come on. I want to hear that. I want to keep it in Scripture. I want to hear scripture on this, this morning, to see what's going on. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Come on. What do you think about it? What do you think about it? Why is it that our African-American politicians in Texas... It's so quiet on this thing that our dear governor of Texas is doing. I realize we have 254 counties in the state of Texas, and they only want one place where the mail-in ballots that you can go, early voting, go to in each county. We have some, some counties in Texas that's bigger than the state of Rhode Island. Bigger than the entire state. But one polling place? If this is not the heart, if this is not the heart of evil, there will be no evil. This is evil. This is evil. This is as evil as they come. What about it, people? 972-647-1893. Nobody wants to tackle this particular question. 
What is it? And we should have an outcry, screaming. What is it? Uh, is it our politicians? Can't see where they can make some money behind this? What is it? One voting place for your mail-in ballots? One place where you can vote absentee? What's going on? Explain to us. Why is all the politicians in Texas afraid of this governor? Why won't they take him on? We know the Republicans are not going to do it. They're all for it because they all would love to see this election go awry because they know all Republicans could be in trouble behind this one. Why can't they, why can't they involve themselves in this? What about it? What about it, people? 972-647-1893. I want to hear from some politicians. What is it? Why is it that they're not screaming about this one polling place? This one polling place for for those who will mail their ballot in. That, that, that would come vote early. Why is it nobody's screaming about it? Millions of people vote in Dallas County. All of them will not vote at that one place, but still to do anything we go to wars, we fight, we lost lives over this, trying to bring democracy to other governments, and we don't want democracy here in America. What's going on? What's going on? What's coming down? Let's see. All right, bring me one on. Uh, okay, this is Leon. All right. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes. Yes. You. You know. You've been uh, carrying this this load for decades, mm-hmm. and you've been sounding the alarm. Uh, I want to just say that uh, you t- you've told us so. Uh, we hadn't been getting it, but now uh, the jig is up. Um, it seems that some of us get it in this country and some of us don't but now uh, the real commander in chief has made a decision and no one is immune from justice uh, you know this country has had a long time to get its act together and it just doesn't seem like it wants to. In fact, it went backwards over the last four years away from justice toward injustice. Well, you and know, so now, Leon, I'm sorry. Now, cutting you off, but you're so right. It seemed like there must have been false advances that when we were about to make an advance, they would always come in 
with an administration that's going to take things back and hold, hold, hold things back. I remember after the 60s, after the Lyndon Johnson years, Richard Nixon ran against Hubert Humphrey for president. And the country went for Nixon. Went backwards. The conservative right wing, the conservative, the churches and all, the white churches and all went for Nixon, who was a hardcore racist. He was a racist. And so he, it's always a move forward, then a move back. We don't seem to be able to grasp and hold on and move forward. We never seem to get grounded. It never seems to get started good. There's something uh, that's sinister there that always push us back. And I wonder about that. You're so right in so many ways that uh, whenever we seem like going to make a movement, they make sure that they push backwards. I wonder about that. Hmm. What do you see? The the final arbiter is not man. Uh, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Uh, The the forces of bigotry and evil do not want to uh, surrender their hold on power. Well, you're right about that. That's what they think. But... There be, this this should be a wake-up call that if you make a conscious decision to do evil and you've had multiple chances to turn around, turn right, and go straight, uh, there are consequences. Uh, you know, you 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 inhumanity to man, environmental degradation. Uh, man does not is not the final arbiter. Uh, He's not you, the final be, arbiter. But he do play a role. Man uh-huh. yes. plays a role in his own own destiny. Yes. But exactly. sometimes we put everything off on God. The Lord to take care of that. No, there are a lot of things the Lord told us to take care of. And we That's don't. Right. We exactly. don't. We don't take the responsibilities that it's going to take in order for us to be free. And have parity in America. We don't. We don't do it. We don't do it. We always want to put it on someone else. Right. When it's sometimes it's just as much as simple as voting. There are other things other than voting need to be done. We won't even do the simplest thing. That's called voting. I'm up against a short break, and I got to run. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We'll be right back. Here we go. All right, we're ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday, I mean, t- yes, Saturday morning, <laughs> think about Tuesdays, from uh, 7 to 9 a.m. Also, tomorrow morning, 9.30, uh, Heavenly Joy Church, we are on, we are speaking tomorrow morning at 9.30, 
on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. Put me on Marion Barnett Sr. Tomorrow morning, 9.30, everybody, please, we welcome you to listen to us. All right. Who do we have online? This is a call from James. All right. Good morning, James. Good morning, Reverend Bonnet. James in Palestine. Yes, all right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Listen, Reverend Bonnet, if I get a minute, let me say this. Here's something that's going on with the governor, which a lot of other things you talked about. But listen at this. I shared this a while back. Listen what they say. Texas governor leads the way. Now, what's happening is this Abbott's Texas plan. What is happening is the convention of the states. Convention of the states. And in that plan, listen what happens. The president, uh, the average Texas plan fits nicely in the framework. What is happening is, under the Convention of States resolution, commissioners to the convention can discuss proposals to constitutional reforms on three topics. And Reverend Bonnet, what's happening is they're taking over the power of the state. This is what Governor Abbott is doing with what he's doing. Listen at this, Reverend Bonnet, right quick, and then I try to hear up. The Texas plan includes proposals that would permit two-thirds of the states to collectively overturn a federal law, regulations, or Supreme Court rulings. They can restore the Commerce Clause to its original intent. They can require Congress to balance the federal budget, require a majority of the Supreme Court. It's on and on here. I can share a copy of this with you, but it's called the Convention of the States Action. And Governor Abbott has been working on this for quite some time behind the scenes. And I was glad you mentioned that about the federal judges, too, that we have in the criminal appeal courts. We we can't fight something that we don't have a force to fight. We need to pay attention. I hear you have judges on there sometimes that that work in Dallas and Fort Worth, and they are guests, and I appreciate them. If they could come on more and tell us more about judges and what happens in these courtrooms, not just on the municipal government, but in those criminal appeals courts and things like that. So we can learn to vote for the judges also, like you said, through the year, rather than just voting for the president, because we're blocking ourselves in in the corner. Well, the thing about it, Dan, and when we mess up with the president, see, Trump have already appointed some 298 judges. And uh, he he appointed, uh, these are federal judges. And, yes, sir. And he has uh, appointed two Supreme Court justices and about a point yes, to appoint another one, Barrett. Uh, yes, sir. See, these judges serve lifetime, uh, 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 you know, terms in government. And by serving yes, lifetime okay. terms, these people can affect us for the next 30, 40, 50 years. And uh, so, can, Reverend Barnett, mm-hmm. I would say we need to work on the lower courts here, right where we are in Texas. And I like to see everybody out on the streets protesting. I know we protested about the police shooting and killing us, but we need to listen to me say this right quick. We need to put the balls down, baseball, basketball, and football. I, I, I appreciate LeBron James and that quarterback for the Cowboys. I don't fool with a lot of this old stuff. I used to play ball and watch it, but. Back when Cavan Hill and Newhouse and all of them were running, they used to, let me say this here, and maybe some people may call me racist, they used to let the black guy run down the field and get beat all up, and then when they get to the touchdown line, guess who stepped across and got the glory? Dan Reeves, Walt Garrison, who? 
All the slaves sit down in the pasture, in the plant, on the plantation, in the cotton field. Sit down and don't do nothing. I guarantee you get people's attention. You get whites, blacks, and everybody else's attention because overall, like you've been saying and others, we've been disobedient with God, and God is not pleased with us. This pandemic and all this stuff here, it's got our attention. We're supposed to love our families, selves, and then love our neighbor and all of that. This is what this pandemic and all this other mess is about. Now Trump is learning because he like that other caller said he like Pharaoh in the Bible and all the Muslims. You hard hearted and stiff neck folks, tomorrow the church will be full of folks. Stiff neck, hard hearted. We need to all get out here and love ye one another and work this out. All them like you said, them politicians and preacher folks need to be busy out here. We too busy wanting to see the cowboys tomorrow, the Mavericks and all this other mess here. You playing with the wrong one. You playing with a consuming fire guard. Reverend, I always appreciate what you do, and let me say what I say because, folks, God is not playing, and we are. Quit playing like that. Uh, I think he wanted to write. He said, "Quit playing or whatever." We better get serious about this and quit playing church. So I thank you for allowing me to say all I say, and I always stand ready with Mr. Wynn to come to your side and Reverend Wright to help out whenever y'all need us. We try to be there for you. Thank you so much, and you continue to be blessed and press power toward tomorrow. All right, we thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you so uh-huh. much. Be that blessed. clears the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All righty, who do we have, Jason? This is a call from Roe. All right. Good morning, Roe. Uh, yes, sir. Good morning, Reverend Burnett. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to uh, uh, know if you heard anything about uh, uh, poll blockers. Uh, you know, uh, Trump said he wanted to send uh, uh, people out to the poll to observe, to watch. Mm-hmm. But I'm hearing that he want to put people in the line, not to vote, just to stand in the line to make the line look long. And so when you drive over to, to vote, you say, oh, wow, the line is so long. I ain't got time to get to work. I ain't got time. I'm, 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 you know, you just give up. Have you heard anything about that? Yes, I have. And they're going to try all tricks. And they know you may not know the law, but your your employer have to let you have the time to vote that particular day. He has to let you. That's the law. But uh, they'll do anything and everything they possibly can to stop you from voting. See, they know they they don't have the hearts of the people. What? There's no, there's no way they can have that checked out. Uh, I, I know they don't have people to go in the line and say, oh, you voting or you see any kind of credentials or anything like that. So they're just going to be standing there. They're not there to vote. They're just going to mm-hmm. be standing there just to make the line look low. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what they used to do. They started this around, oh, back in around 1980, something like that. They started, if the Republicans were winning, they started declaring victors oh, as early as 1, 2 o'clock in the daytime. And that means the people on the West Coast and other parts of the nation would not go to the polls because uh, 
they had already wrapped it up. I remember that happened the day that Reagan was elected, elected in 1980. That uh, they had declared well, Reagan, uh, well, I guess, one thirty two o'clock. They had declared him the winner of the of the presidency. Said they were monitoring our exit polls, and he and he's won. Things like that. They do all kind of things to work with the Republican Party in order to get in. So we, we, we have to be on top of things. We have to be vigilant. We have to be cognizant of, of what's really going on. And when we get uh, to... Can I just, hmm? can I just say uh, to the people that are listening, uh, don't be discouraged because of those long lines. I plan on standing out there for, if I had to stand there all day. Uh, and, and and my family, I want uh, all of us going to stand there. I'm from Mississippi. I'm, I'm retired military, and um, my mama always taught me. She, you know, she stood the picket lines. She went and uh, marched with, you know, in a lot of marches there back in Mississippi. And she just taught us just to, just to hang in there, be tough, and uh, don't give up. So I encourage everybody to uh, continue to uh, vote, uh, that is your uh, power, individual power that you have, and you mm-hmm. don't realize how powerful it is. All so right. I appreciate you, Reverend Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank you. A collision line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Joyce Foreman. All righty. Good morning, Trustee Foreman. Good morning, Reverend Fine. Could, uh, could you speak up a little bit? I can barely hear you. Can you hear me now? A little better, yes. Okay, great. Uh, I've been listening this morning, and I just uh, wanted to say a couple of things. Um, I first want to start out by just saying we as a people are in a crisis, and the country is in a crisis. Mm -hmm. Uh, And until we get in the crisis mode to fight back, I I think we're going to continue to have the struggle that we have. Uh, many of our people have not uh, realized what a crisis we're really in, and we're just kind of moving along. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you have to remember that um, we have black Republicans, we have brown Republicans, so we have people who look like us that are agreeing with some of the things that are happening to our people, and we can't forget that as we go through this process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, just on the front of the board, I just like to remind people that uh, I need your help. Um, mm-hmm. There are issues that are confronting our children in terms of education uh, that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of us that are African American got in the positions that we're in because of what? Our education. Mm-hmm. It was limited at some point, but we were able to make it through. Uh, now we're fighting up against things that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would the the African Americans vote for a three point seven billion dollars with a B bond mm-hmm. if we, in fact, were not getting fair treatment on the front end? That's right. We just went through a one point seven billion dollar bond, and I can tell you that. Trustee Lou Blackburn, Trustee Bernadette Nuttall, and myself 
had to fight for dollars for schools in the African-American community, mm-hmm. particularly schools that were predominantly African-American. That's right. We are not getting the right treatment in, in this fund, and we need to make sure that we vote it down and then go back to the table and renegotiate. I shouldn't have to tell you, you sat on the bond advisory uh, committee uh, for uh, at least I know two bonds and maybe three. So mm-hmm. you know the fights and the struggles that go along with this, and we don't have that same kind of energy at the table right now. So we've got no. to change that. Well, you um, see, they, 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 most of the people that sit on that uh, bond committee that I was on, were, they, they worked for companies who had vested interests in that bond passing. And they had vested interests. They were going to make millions of dollars and different things like that. We're the only ones who come there with little to no personal vested interest. And so we definitely have to look out for our interest in our children. And see, we there's one secret about this whole thing. It's really not a secret. It's just the truth. Hispanics have always worked with whites when it comes to the bond, when it comes to the school board and different things. They've always worked with whites and worked against blacks. But whenever they get in the crack, they want blacks to come to their rescue. Uh, now, but this is something that has to be said. It has to be told. This, this has gone on for years and years in the Dallas Independent School District. So we have to look out for ourselves. That, that is correct. And then I'll, I'll leave you with the last conversation. I heard Ike Steen call in to talk about what is going on with trying to put a middle school on the Paul Quinn campus. Mm-hmm. I am adamantly against that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been vocal about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no reason that we should be talking about putting 11 and 12-year-old children on a college campus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is putting oh. our children at risk. Uh, and well. I do understand the, the, the thought process that Paul Quinn needs some assistance But there are things that we can do at Paul Quinn which could help them. Same things that we've done at other college campuses Mm -hmm. as opposed to exposing our young children uh, to a college campus where most of the students are not from here, Mm -mm. period. They're from Mm -hmm. other countries. Uh, They're other races. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not from here. And so I just have a strong uh, opinion about not doing that. And I think it's important that the public knows what the DISD is up to because uh, it affects our children. If you look at the Highland Hills area, who do, who does those children look like? Well, They look like us. Well, see, the thing about you is you're fattening frogs for snakes. That's all that one is doing. And who came up with that wild cockamania idea? Well, that actually, that is in uh, District 5, which is Trustee Maxie Johnson's district. Oh, and he is supporting that. And I have uh, told him uh, personally that I am not supporting that. Uh, and what he does in District 5 also affects District 6 because my district abuts his. Mm-hmm. And I don't want young children from over here uh, on a college campus. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, we need to be trying to strengthen our neighborhood schools 
to ensure that those schools survive because if we take children away from those schools and their low enrollment, guess what they're going to want to do? Mm-hmm. The same thing that they've done to South Dallas, completely gut the schools. Mm-hmm. And I just do not want that. And so I'm, I need support from the community in saying that is not a good idea. Let's go back to the drawing board and think of something different uh, to support Paul Quinn College. Do you think uh, this is a concerted effort to get us out of the city limits of Dallas into other areas? Well, have good I mean, part of go right here. Part of it is to um, uh, to enhance the charter school. Uh, you do mm-hmm. know that at the mm-hmm. same time that um, uh, the talks about putting that that school, that uh, junior high school, on the campus. Um, there was also a move to put um, KIPP uh, on the campus, KIPP Charter School, mm-hmm. and um, which I adamantly opposed also. If you can remember two or three years ago, KIPP had three charter schools in Dallas. Two of them were low-performing. Mm-hmm. And then what they did was they went to the state and changed from KIPP Dallas to KIPP Austin, so they could hide how bad they were doing our children. Mm-hmm. So I don't support any of that. None of that. <sighs> and it's, it's, a, it's an effort to move our kids out of DISD, to move them into charters where there's no real accountability. That's right. And that means poor education, which means they can put a stopgap on us rising. We've risen a long, gone a long ways. In they, yeah. these last years, to to do think well in education, but they are going to make sure, if they possibly can, put a stop to our rise. I'm up against yeah. a short break, but uh, I thank you for your call and so comment. Huh? Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Who do you have, Jason? This call comes from Ahmad. All right. Good morning, Ahmad. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes. I'm just mm-hmm. calling to uh, let you know that we are still looking to hire uh, more people to help us with the process and other loans that businesses are applying for due to COVID. We still have about 7,000 jobs that we're looking to fill. You're able to work from home with HR specialists. Uh, there's uh, loan, cu- loan assistance, customer service, uh, really good government jobs that people can take advantage of and they're able to work at home and they can go to SBA.gov to apply. You say you have jobs, right? Yes, sir. And what are the qualifications for these jobs? Yeah, so the qualifications are we're looking for experience in those various areas. So if you have any type of... Which areas are you calling various areas? Yeah, so there's areas. So we, we have numerous jobs that are available. So customer service representatives, for instance, just have customer service experience background. Uh, we're looking for that. Uh, able to type. Uh, able to use Microsoft Word. Uh, we have loan specialists. So if you have any experience in processing any loans, it could be mortgage loans, it could be auto loans, it could be 
uh, any type of loan uh, experience, uh, you're able to uh, seek those opportunity. We have attorney positions, obviously. You have to be an attorney, paralegal, uh, human resource specialist, obviously at work in human resources, uh, IT specialist. Uh, it's a wealth of programs or uh, wealth of uh, positions that are available on SBA.gov that are temporary uh, jobs that we're looking to hire to help us uh, fulfill all these applications that we're receiving for businesses that apply for loans uh, due to COVID. Uh, how much experience are they uh, should have to uh, to be able to be hired with your, your, your company? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, it really depends on the, uh, the position. They could just go to SBA.gov and view those qualifications, but it typically is about two years experience, uh, for instance, like in customer service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could go, or they can uh, substitute with education. So like if you just graduated from college, for instance, this is a really good opportunity for you to step in and uh, get a government job temporarily uh, up to 180 days that could be extended uh, because we don't know how long this uh, whole pandemic is going to last. Mm-hmm. And there's other disasters that are out there, such as the hurricanes, that we process loans for as well that businesses have been affected by. Uh-huh. Could you give out the number and uh, website and everything where they can apply? Yeah, so the website, again, is sba.gov, sba.gov, uh, or you could call our local district office. S-B-A-G-O-V? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to go right ahead. And they could call our local SBA office at 817-684-5500, to get some information on uh, those jobs if they have any questions. Uh, is this uh, in Tarrant County? So the process center is in Fort Worth. However, uh, we are seeking uh, in job, people to apply for these jobs all over the United States because you're able to work from home. The government will send you equipment if, you quali- if you've gotten a job and you, you'll work from home. All right. That's, that's all right. And you say it's 7,000 openings for this uh, particular yes, job? Sir, it's about 7,000 jobs that we're looking to fill uh, to help us with the millions of applications that we're getting in. You're getting in millions of applications? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. From small businesses that have been affected by COVID, all across these loans can help them uh, maintain through this uh, whole uh, experience. So, yes, we, we have gotten millions of loans. All right. Now, people do have a fair chance to compete for these uh, jobs, right? Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, so, go on SBA.gov and look at the various solutions that are available and apply. Uh, and... Uh, it normally takes about two weeks to process it, and then after that, uh, it's sent to the local HR department. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you do have a fair opportunity to compete for it. Is there a need-not-apply list? Is that a what again? I'm sorry. Need-not-apply list. So, it, it, I encourage anyone who's seeking employment to go ahead and apply and let the process work out itself. Uh, and, you know, we look at various things. Of course, there's going to be background checks, but that is a case-by-case situation on what the outcome of that background check is. Uh, we are going to run a credit check because, uh, uh, obviously, we are dealing with finance. Uh, but my uh, suggestion is that it, it doesn't take that long to apply. It's a simple questionnaire submitting your resume. So uh, if you think it's something that you want 
take advantage of, go ahead and do it and, and let the process work out itself. Yeah, and is this uh, the federal government they'll be working for? Yes, sir. They'll be working for the United States government. It's a uh, government job. There are benefits available, health insurance, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but it is temporary, uh, up to 180 days, but that can be extended, mm-hmm. uh, depending on uh, how long this pandemic lasts and how good of a job that that, that person does. But mm-hmm. yes, you will be working for the United States government. All right, which department of government will they be working for? Sure, the Small Business Administration. The SBA. The, uh, the SBA, correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be, you say, at least probably 180 days. Well, we're looking at approximately six months, uh, I'd say. Correct. Uh, of employment. Yes. But, uh, do, you have a, do you have any uh, pay grades? Uh, that they might be oh, starting sir. in? Yes, sir. So the, the, I think the lowest grade that's out there for these positions is a GS-7. Uh, and uh, they go up to, uh, the attorneys, I think, go up to GS-12. Uh, so anywhere between a GS-7 and a 12, the law specialists are, law specialists are about GS-7 or 9. Uh, mm-hmm. So these are pretty good paid jobs, and you can go to sba.gov and see what that actual pay scale uh, is. But they are about GS11 through GS9, and, uh, and obviously the pay is determined on your location okay. where you are. All right, very good, very good. We got it out there. Put give the number one more time, just because it's just somebody might sure. if they missed it, please. Absolutely. So our local SBA office, which is in the U.S., is 817-684-5500-817-684-5500. All right. I thank you for that call. All right? Absolutely. Thank you, Reverend. I'm from there. Take care. Uh-huh. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have Eddie. All righty. Good morning, Eddie. Well, good morning, great reverend. How are you, sir? How you doing? Well, I can't lose with the stuff I use. I know that's right. Uh-huh. Yes, you've been a winner a long time. Door-to-door canvassing everywhere we go. You know, mm-hmm. the so-called original church after the day of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. They said that they evangelized the whole world in just <laughs> two years. Well... You need to get into these... Forgive me, go ahead, please. No, I was just saying 3,000 came that, that first day, and uh, they got out to uh, a start full head of steam, full head of steam. So that's that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. It, it seems sometimes that within me, my own self, looking at what's going on in the state of Texas and across the nation, that people are just not fired up enough. There's not enough enthusiasm. I mean... I don't understand it. But what we need to do is go door to door. When Carter was elected, I remember, mm-hmm. that man in the state of Georgia went door to door, door to door. And he did the same thing when he ran for president. Uh-huh. That's what we got to do. We've got to go shake some hands in person. Well, it takes volunteers for people to get out and uh, shake hands and different things. Do you think the Democratic National Committee or, or the local committees here in Texas, 
Do you think uh, they? Uh, do you get many calls from them? Uh, are you getting any correspondence in any way from the Dem- say the Democratic National Committee? Two lots of days ago. That's what I mean. If they got the money, they can you know inflame that torch. But they're not doing enough. I mean, there should be some way that the propaganda that needs to be heard should be heard, but it is not. So do you think we are uh, taking uh, uh, things for granted just because I have been lulled to sleep by those polls that say that that uh, Biden is so many points ahead that uh, he can't lose it or won't lose it, he's going to win it? Are we, uh, we, have we been lulled to sleep with those good numbers on those polls? Whichever. But we don't have the time or the luxury to be silent. Right. we got to say something. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, we can't have no excuse. There is no excuse. Mm-hmm. got to get up and go vote. Yes, got to vote. And uh, we, you know, we have to exercise our right to vote. But let us not vote for exercise now. Uh, we, we have really got to vote correctly. We've got to. Absolutely. There are, there are black people who are just as racist as some white people against themselves. This I don't understand. <laughs> that needs a lot of mind teaching. They need to that be taught. Listen to what you say. That's taught to them. They are taught yes. to be racist against themselves. Uh, yes. But we have to we have to understand that all of this, if we're not looking toward the future, we got a tough future in front of us. I see it. Because with all of those federal judges that Donald Trump has appointed, he's already put some hurt on us. Deep hurt. Long-term hurt on us. And if we don't get up and do something, and do something about what's happening, uh, we're going to be in worse shape in the 21st century in worse shape than we were in the 20th century. May, may, may not believe it, but we could end up being worse off here in the 21st century. It could be tough. Yes. Yes. I knew a man in Atlanta, Georgia. That man would have people like me walk around the city with signs mm-hmm. at that time saying, what are we going to do about apartheid in South Africa? Mm-hmm. These some signs of what are we going to do about this racism in America. But yeah. I just wanted to say we need to put some burners up because time is coming just a few days. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your call and coming. What do y'all believe? What do y'all think? When Trump was asked to condemn white supremacy, to condemn it, speak against it, and he wouldn't do it, what do y'all think about that? President of the United States asked the question about blatant white supremacy, and he wouldn't do it. Why would he not do it? Why would not Trump Trump speak against white supremacy? What is it? Is he condoning it? Is he a part of it? Do you believe he's going to have 
uh, white supremacists have more of them in his cabinet. We appoint more of them as judges. Will he do things that uh, uh, just and allow things to be done that's on what we call un-American, which they really are American, the way this country has worked since it's been in existence. But why would not Donald Trump condemn white supremacy? A lady called me last week, and I thought about that all week. Why is it you? Why, 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 why is it you speak against Donald Trump? Why is it you don't like Donald Trump? Not that I don't like him. I don't like his ways. And I wonder, have Trump did anything for me to like him? Are you? Why? Here's a man asked to speak against the number one ill in this nation. The greatest sin of all. Because it's a sin of self-idolatry. And he would not speak against it. And I question that. Why? What is it? Why would he not speak against white supremacy? People like you are afraid to talk this morning? Are you afraid? Is this something you're scared to speak on? What about it? What about it? We got we have an election coming up. And if we don't get to the polls, we will have this white supremacist as a your president for another four years. What is it? You know, he's given credence to Klansmen down in West Virginia. He's given credence to people of far-right wing thinking. What is it? Why do we not have a president that will even, won't even say white supremacy is wrong? Somebody asked this. 972-647-1893. Up against short break. We'll be right back. Starbucks, thank you. All right. Hello? Yes, how you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm blessed this morning. I'm blessed and thank God that we're alive. All right. Wonderful. Go right ahead. Your name. Well, this is Pastor Matthew Jonathan, Pastor Morning Starbucks, but also I am 
the trustees uh, for Dallas ISD uh, District 5. Mm -hmm. And many of my supporters called me and informed me that uh, Trustee Farmer was calling me in, and I kind of inherited. They said there's a slander in my name, but that's fine. I want to talk about what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. Just the school that's at Paul Quinn College. Mm -hmm. uh, first, let, let's, let, we have to discuss the facts. We have 18, Dallas ISD has 18 E-Tech high schools. Those are the high schools that children are able to get their high school diploma as well as their associate's degrees that are already going to college campuses, such as uh, 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 El Central College and et cetera. Uh, we also have uh, another school named Trinity Garden, Early College, that's at Mountain View, and the actually the kids actually go to the college campus, and they are there all day long. How old are and these children? Like, see, some of these kids are uh, ninth grade through twelve. Nine through uh, twelve. Ah, uh, that'll yeah. be what about fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, on to eighteen. I'm on board, fourteen, fourteen. I'm on fourteen. Uh, what we what we are creating at uh, at Paul Quinn College, there's a there's a charter school that that's going to be there, and Paul Quinn had a charter school prior to uh, me being the trustee, and I think they got removed. But it's always had a, a, a middle school, from my understanding, or high school on that campus uh, with the charter school. Now, I I am for a public school, and I came out and said that when we did the uh, press conference. What we're doing is we will be secluded from a lot of the kids that are there. Uh, we will be in a library, then eventually we will build a building that will be in the front of the school. The program that we're doing is an IB program, International Baptist. It's one of the most rigorous and uh, uh, successful programs. Not, this will not be a regular middle school or middle school high school. It will also be a high school. So they're from the third step. And so this school, kids will be able to earn college hours and roll right over into Paul Queen. Mm -hmm. Now, Maxie, uh, Maxie, you know, you and I eat lunch yeah. together uh, a lot of time. And I, I'm just about out of time. But let me ask you, do you think it's good to uh, mix 14-year-olds with... 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds. We're already doing that. You look at ninth grade, that's 14 year old. Right. It's already being done. It's already and done, but do, do you think it's good? It's already been done. You think it's good to do with that? The right, with, yeah, with, with the right security in place and the, and the right personnel, uh, I, don't, I don't see a problem with it because it's being done and we do not have any negative report of any kids being uh, messed with and et cetera. Anything that we have no report because the, the security and the staff in place have made sure that doesn't happen. And so when you put the right safety measures in place, it will work and we're seeing that it's working. That 14 year old kids are actually on campus and it's working. Now, mm -hmm. I, I can't get into the optics of what might happen, what could happen without any data. Now, I, I've been in Dallas all my life. Mm -hmm. And what, what we're doing is we're focusing on the possibilities and not focusing on that kids that 
wouldn't have an opportunity to go to college. Now they have that opportunity to get to earn college hours and roll right in to a to Paul Quinn, which is a HBCU. Mm -hmm. So what we was wanting to do, let me tell you how this came about. What we were wanting to do, we had charter schools that was a federal institution kept by data, and they were going to be there, and we know that there's an oversaturation of charter schools in the southern sector. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they're going to be coming trying to take more of our kids in the cellar. I wanted to do something, and after speaking with the community over in the Wilma Hutchins community, I explained to them that we want to do something that is a game changer that kids that that would think they have an opportunity to earn college hours or even go to college create something that's a game changer for our kids mm -hmm. in a safe manner. Now, would you like to... Uh, let me ask you this. Would you like to come uh -huh. on this program and uh, come on with Miss Foreman? We... And we discuss this over there when I have time. I only see I only have two minutes left at the most well, to, uh, I, I, to I really to, to really uh, let the general public hear both sides of this. I because I, 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 I really couldn't do you or nobody else anything in uh, two or three minutes on this discussion. But I wanted I wanted to come out and uh, let. The general public, let the people hear exactly I, I, what's going on from mind, both trustees. I don't mind coming out, and I also mm -hmm. would like to talk about the racial equity in Dallas ISD. When we did our Black Lives Matter resolution, we advocated to have a black piece of racial equity. Trustee Foreman was the only one that, after agreeing, did not want a black piece of racial equity or a chief of racial equity, which supports the black community. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't make any sense that with all this thing that's happening, that she does not want a chief of race equity that would take that, that would support. And we asked for a black chief of race equity. We were very specific. Okay. All right. Uh, 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 are, you, are you coming to eat, eat dinner this week? Sir? Are you coming to eat dinner this week? Man, you know I'll come up there. Eat okay, come in. And we are set up everything this week. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm out of time. And uh, oh, I want to give you the opportunity and have uh, Miss Foreman uh, to come and we sit down and discuss this when I got we got time. I don't. I, I, I could do like uh, your your president just get on there hollering and screaming and everything. Nobody know exactly what <laughs> when I don't know what's going on. So I just holler and scream and go on like him. He's like not that. my president, but we got to get him out of office. He's not my president. All right, Maxie. All righty. All right. Have a blessed day. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, all of you for calling. And uh, we all have a wonderful, wonderful, we hope to see you, hear you in the morning on Facebook. Marion Barnett Sr., 930 tomorrow morning uh, for Heavenly Joy Church. Please be with us. You're more than welcome. Got to get out of here. Bye-bye. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Sent by one from heaven up above. Take a seat. It's simple and plain. This ain't no game. You know what I'm saying? What?